Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, the pilot episode of Bang the Cushion. I am Damian Bean, along with Steve Slater, coming to you live from Steve's Machine Shop here in Guthrie. And uh, Steve, can't think of any better place to do this show. And why don't we start this off right with a salute to your old man. And uh, cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Uh, well, man, it's it's been quite a while since you and I have done a show together. Uh, a lot of people might remember a few years ago we we uh, did some broadcasts together, and you, me, and and Larry and Richie, and good times. And uh, I think uh, you and I both kind of had the same idea, man. It's time to get back in the studio and do another show. Yeah, I totally agree, and uh, I couldn't think of a better way to pull my dad into this. You know, we lost him a year ago this coming Tuesday and uh, over here to shop is, is it's home. It's, it's home of where everything started with uh, all the machine work with the race cars, building race cars. And uh, of course, another better way to bring it in is obviously drink one for him. So that's how we're going to be doing that every time. You want to drink one for him. We're going to do it at the shop. Eventually probably bring some photos in and kind of see what we got on, got going on in the background see all the trophies and all the memorabilia and everything like that. Yeah. I think, uh, I really couldn't think of a better place or an atmosphere. I mean, I've never been to the shop and well, I've never been inside and, uh, sitting here and I'm surrounded by, uh, heads and engine blocks and trophies and banners and race car doors. I mean, it just, it totally gives the racing vibe. And it's, I think we got us a good little spot here for sure. But going back to the history of this place, I mean, looking around at all the pictures i mean there is so much history on the walls just right here in the front of this shop how long has uh this been in your family my dad's been running the machine shop for a little over 40 years um we actually started racing with the racing was been since 1964. so there's a lot of history between that between the, the machine shop between the racing with the family my dad actually bought this shop back in the 90s, early 90s, when I was racing carts. That's when I first started racing. I was racing carts at MacArthur Park on a road course, actually. That's how I got started. And then after that, we moved over to uh, doing dirt racing little carts, and then it just kind of moved on from there. But before all that, dad was racing late models, and uh, then he kind of quit racing, and started bringing me involved and that's kind of the same thing i'm doing with my son with caleb and got him started with carts and now he's driving my old limited and it's just trying to carry on the tradition yeah that car's uh actually back there on the lift i mean it's you were showing me some of the stuff in here and now uh, i didn't get the i don't remember what year it was but you were actually showing me your dad's very first trophy he ever won sitting right back there in the office 1973 1973 you remember what track that was at uh, I don't remember what track it was at, but I think it does say on the bottom of it. You know, it might be uh, maybe the next time we can bring it out and take a picture of it and absolutely let everybody see what we're talking about. Yeah, there's there's literally trophies everywhere. I mean, I'm looking right across the desk right now at a, at a rack that's probably got 25 to 30 machined heads on it. Just, I mean, just total machine shop atmosphere. It reminds me a lot of hanging out uh, down at Authorized when I was a kid with you know, some of the guys that got me into racing, it's just, it, it smells like a machine shop. It feels like a machine shop. It's a perfect place for a podcast, but just glad to be uh, doing something with you again. It's been a while, kind of took some time off, uh, 
personal lives and between you and I, we both got a lot of things going on. So, you know, the podcast kind of had to take a back seat for a while, but here we are back at it. I can't wait for uh, banging the cushion to take a foothold and we really get going with this thing. I'm uh, kind of excited the direction we, uh, we get to go with this and what we decide to do. We've been bouncing ideas off of each other. You know, we are uh, going to do some weekly results. Uh, racing season's just around the corner here in Oklahoma. Uh, Enid's going to get started and Meeker's going to get started. All the, all your regular tracks, Tulsa's going into its second year. I think up there, they're doing a good job with that facility. Chili bowls over the shootouts over. I mean, we're staring uh, right down the barrel of February here, Steve. And I think probably next month, I'm not sure on the date, but we'll have that for the next show. Uh, I know Meeker's going to start up uh, sometime in March, I think I read. Yeah, around the 1st of March. And they, they had the Humboldt with the Battle of Bullring, King of America. That's around in March. Southern Oklahoma Speedway will be coming up. And Elk City is going to be going. They got a pretty good schedule. This is the second year for Rod and Joe. Be, they're going to be running Elk City again. Uh, bringing the Elk City back was really cool. I, I really like that track over there. And, and – we actually had the series there a few times last year, planning on doing it again this year. And I, and this is kind of a little announcement, I won't be doing the series that much. I've got some help with Rod and Joe, probably going to be helping a little bit. And it's a, kind of one of those deals where I'm going to be working out of town a lot. And I got some obviously personal things I got to take care of. And, you know, I got to take care of work before I can take care of the fun, unfortunately. But, uh, without the work, we can't have the fun. So that's right. <laughs> but uh, and I want to focus on Caleb and with his racing. You know, we we're intending to have the B mod, but well, that's kind of put on hold. But we still have race cars. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's right there. I can see it from here. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, what was your guys' uh, plans for this year, racing wise? I know uh, Caleb picked up a big win at Red Dirt last year, uh, right after your father had passed, and. Uh, I know that kind of got you guys in the mindset of you really want to keep the Slater name and the family tradition going. And I know he's, he's really itching to, to get going in 2023. Have you guys talked to any at all about uh, what you're going to do? You're going to run locally or how are you going to approach this season? I think for the most part, we'll probably run a lot of local shows, but it may be one of the deals where we just get up. I'll come back from working out of town and we'll just get up and it's like, let's go here and just have fun. I mean, that's really what it's all about. That's what we do this for. We do it for having fun. We're not doing it for, we're not doing it for politics. We're not doing it for a job. We're doing it to have fun. And that's what everybody needs to remind themselves when they're getting that race car, put all the BS behind you and enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. hundred percent could agree with you more on that. A lot of people, you know, with the cost of racing being what it is, it just continuing to get out of hand. The cost of living just continues to get out of hand. A lot of, a lot of guys will look at, uh, you know, their what started off as their passion and their weekend hobbies. They think it's their full time job now, and you know, it's just the way it is sometimes. Totally understandable, but racing's all about fun. That's what it's all about. And I'll tell you, I got, uh, <clears throat> I've been racing a little bit of carts. Well, I shouldn't say a little bit. I've been running for points, but I get to see. You know, the, the younger generation really starting to come up. And I'm telling you what, man, these these kids that are running these carts, these wing cars and everything uh, down at Outlaw Motorsports and Shawnee, man, the, uh, they're having a blast. They're in, they're in the pit area throwing their footballs, playing Frisbee, you know, horsing around with their friends. And 
getting a firsthand look at the uh, the future of the sport here in Oklahoma. And I got to tell you, it's in good hands, Slater. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of these guys, and, and they're really there's. It's, it's kind of funny when I go to those car tracks. I'm looking at grandfathers and fathers, and and then you know grandkids and all that. I know for a fact is my dad's raced for, with a lot of those guys. They got their grandkids. I mm-hmm. have raced with their dads. <clears throat> Hate to admit it, but I may have raced with some of the granddads. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, you see it every week down there. You've got uh, two and three generations of uh, of racers down here watching these young these young men and women down there do what they do. I mean, I got to tell you what, some of the the talent that uh, had that you know people haven't even got to experience yet that they're that they will at their local tracks here in the next few years man i'm telling you these kids can drive yeah i've you know just seeing the kids watching them start from the carts and work their way up i mean just my son in general i've seen him win a lot in the flat carts then he went to the outlaw carts and done really well in that and i think the last year he raced he won like nine out of eleven races i mean that's incredible wow and then well you could probably contribute a lot of, of uh him running those flat carts and those wing carts uh i, I think uh, me and you had even talked about it at some point which is exactly why he was able to jump in a modified and do as well as he did and be as smooth as he was was all that experience that he picked up racing carts in those winged uh, 500s yeah and you know it's actually i think i may have told you that when we first started racing the flat carts, I told him, I said, this is a, what you got. This is what you're going to run. I know it's got used tires on it, but if you can win on these used tires, you can win on anything. So yep. I said, once you get a win, I'll go buy you some tires. <laughs> and I bought him some, he got him a win. I bought him some tires and he just went, he got crazy and just started winning all the time. And then we moved to the outlaw carts and same thing. You win, you get tires. And then we went, and then he won, won really well with that and got some tires. And, well, last year, he, he got me. <laughs> that was an expensive tire. <laughs> a really expensive tire bill on that one. But uh, you know what? That race, still to this day, is probably the most memorable races I ever won, that he ever won. Uh, you, you, can, you can see it in the <clears throat> picture in Victory Lane. I mean, you, you can see the – the pride and the proud papa moment on your face when uh, you leaned in to give Caleb a hug. And I'm not sure which photographer, I think it might have been Mike Howard that got that shot. Mike Maybe. Howard did, and Ashley Allison. Ashley actually put a picture of my dad in the background. I didn't know about that. <clears throat> and she sent me a message on Facebook. I was in the middle of the grocery store when she sent that to me. And there's probably a lot of people at the grocery store thought I was a big old whiny baby because I was over <laughs> crying in the middle of the grocery store. But, uh, if anybody knew the history, they would understand exactly what that picture meant. Well, you could see, I mean, you didn't have to know anything about uh, the family history or the, or the recent uh, things that you guys were still very freshly dealing with at the time to see the emotion in that picture. I mean, it was just one of those moments where, you know, the saying's true, a picture says a thousand words and, you know, you, you, you told a whole story just in that one shot. So. Great, great shot. It was a, it was, it really was a great moment. Uh, I was there in the stands. I got to see that race. I think everybody uh, that's uh, not even a diehard, just uh, that knows the Slater name, knows what was going on at the time. You know, there was a lot of people that uh, they were wiping some tears away in the stands. Most definitely. I mean, <clears throat> before then, 
you know, when dad was still around, he was obviously struggling. And dad tried everything to do to make sure he went to the races every time. And it was good to the point where he wasn't able to, but he tried his best. But he also gave me a lot of good advice. And and uh, we had some struggles the year before with some overheating. And I actually had financial struggles as well. So not only was that part of the win was the fact that, you know, we lost my dad and there's just a lot of things with holding, holding us and a lot of emotions were just there. And when that just seems like, you know, once we got that win, it's like, Oh my God, we finally got out of that. And of course, you know, we have a couple other bad things happen after the, you know, during the year was just typical racing with transmissions yeah. break in and, which I think it hurt the engine, so that's why the engine's out of the car right now. But, uh, hey, you know what? We still had fun. Um, it's probably a good time to do some motor changes anyways. We, they they uh, changed some rules in USRA. Kind of got me thinking about some things, and I figured, you know, what well, perfect timing. So this is going to be a little different because I have built motor engines before with Dad around. I've never really built one without my dad. Right. And my son, Caleb, he's actually worked in the machine shop for, with my dad for a while, too. So at least we get to carry on that tradition. Yeah, it kind of leads me to uh, another question I have for you. I know a lot of people uh, in the racing family have had uh, work done right out of this shop uh, for the better part of the last 25, 30 years. And you know, with the passing of your father, I know you've had some time to kind of sit and uh, reflect and get a game plan and, you know, do your thing. What is the plan? Uh, you guys plan going forward to uh, still do some machine work out of here? I mean, are you going to keep this place uh, kind of the way it is for nostalgia reasons and just do the show? I mean, what are your plans going forward with Steve's auto, uh, automotive? Well, like I tell everybody, this place is paid for. So this place is going to be always here. And if you want to come over here and bullshit with us and hang out and talk about a bunch of bullshit lies with the, with the racing or probably some of the stuff that my dad probably said, <laughs> uh, you know, come on over here and hang out and do that. But the fridge is full of beer. The fridge is full of beer. And I actually got a little bit of Jack in there too. Uh -oh. That's what dad kind of liked. And anyways, he, uh, far as the work yeah i'm gonna do a little bit of machine work around here i'm not gonna do much just to kind of keep keep the business going don't want to you know jeopardize this lot because if you stay out of obviously everybody knows how the government can take some stuff over but you know we didn't want to talk about that but, <laughs> but uh if you're not obviously if you know if a business not around enough they'll they'll change the commercial and we don't want to change that so and sweet part about this is they they have this uh industrial commercial property i think is how they mark this which means if you feel like running a car at three o'clock in the morning hey a damn thing they can say about it no noise ordinance <laughs> <laughs> and uh Wow. I've had a few cops show up here in the middle of the damn day. <laughs> I was just going to ask, how many times have you had the boys in blue come by for a noise complaint? I have quite a bit. Um, I had one show up about five o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the evening and said, "Hey, 
I had a complaint about the race car running. I said, yeah, we're getting ready for the races. And uh, he said, can you keep the noise down? He goes, I know it's okay for you to run this. I said, yeah, we got a, what, you know, this is a commercial property. He goes, yeah, it's actually industrial commercial. We're pretty much, you can run the damn thing all night. And I said, and I said, what the hell are you doing here then? <laughs> and I had cops come out here because I actually had a fire department come out here one time because back in the day when young and dumb, I decided to do burnouts and me and my buddy were doing burnouts oh, here. Oh, saying it so. And uh, I had a fire department show up, thought the shop was on fire. So there's been some fun shit happen out here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's masculine's out here too for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the thing uh, with the whole race car, running a race car, I, yeah, I, I can't even count how many times people showed up, cops showed up. I had a guy come up here one day and when Caleb was racing a flat cart saying, Hey, you need to shut that thing off. I'm, I'm out here and trying to enjoy my peace and all this. And I was envisioning about the race car running. I said, it ain't the race car, but if you want me to get the race car going, right. give me about five minutes <laughs> and I'll make sure we hear a race car running. So, you know, smart ass me, you know, I had the race car running. So, no. 10 minutes later, we had the cops show up and get cops pretty much said, and there's nothing you can do about it and enjoy your day, <laughs> which I did. Oh, and, man. uh, to make, to finish up on that deal, the tuning I did to that cart, well, he won that weekend. So <laughs> I say that's a pretty damn good weekend. <laughs> very well. Very well. Well, it sounds like this place is going to be here for quite a while, which is good. Uh, it's always good. I mean, if you've never been down here, folks, I'm telling you, as soon as you walk through the door, I mean, you've got vintage racing nostalgia everywhere. You've got, as I'm looking around right now, I've got uh, vintage Oklahoma license plates from the 50s hanging above the door as you walk in. I mean, there's a huge drill press right here in the corner. You've got a lathe over there. You've got workbenches, toolbox, glass bead, parts washer, mills. I mean, e everything you'd expect to find. And like the machine shops that I was around, you know, growing up as a kid, it's all right here. It, it, it really brings back a little bit of my childhood, you know, hanging out as a kid learning and getting involved in racing and, you know, where I got the bug, it's kind of the same deal. I mean, really, really cool place. I'm glad to see you guys are going to, going to keep it going and keep the, keep the history alive here. Yeah, most definitely. But most talk over here. I just want to kind of follow up on the, uh, show the show we're pretty much is going to have a no hold back say what you've got to say and you know let them let people hear what you want to talk about yeah. you know there's a lot of people kind of scared to say stuff i don't see why why we should be scared not me <laughs> so you know i've never been one to been shy with my opinion <laughs> a couple smart ass guys that Say here and drink a couple of beers. I think we might we might get ourselves in trouble. But it might be kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to get some people involved. Uh, Rod, he the word Elk City. He goes, hey, don't forget about me. I said, absolutely not. I will not forget about you. We'll get you on the show. Hey, uh, speaking of Elk City, and I don't mean to cut you off here. I know there was a. It was kind of. <clears throat> excuse me. It, Elk City kind of had that vibe that uh, Ian had, had a few years ago. Whenever. Chip and Mark decided they were going to open that up. You know, the, the the internet and social media just blew up, and 
I know Rod had his hands full. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of uh, obstacles he had to go through to get what he was trying to get in down there with his driving school and everything that he was trying to do. And the insurance was was he really had to jump through some hoops with that. And I unfortunately did not get to make it down last year. I mean, Elk City, from what you remember it uh, before it closed down to what it came back to last year, what were your impressions? I say Rod and Joe's got their heart into it. And if you guys haven't gone out there, you know, you got to go out here this year. They're trying their best and, and, and they're going to do everything. They're paying really well. Even on a regular basis, they're paying really well. Then they have a very good special events. Hell, if you have a if you have a limited mod and you're going to race against the mods and you win both, you get a $500 bonus. Oh, nice. Why the hell would you not try that? Right. You know, just go out there and do it. We're out here to have fun. Hell, have fun. <laughs> you know, I'm I, thinking about getting Caleb going out there and doing that. Just <clears throat> You never know what happens. Track may go dry slick and little, little limited mod motor yep. just smoking guys because they're not spinning tires much. If, you, but, if you're if you're spinning, you ain't win. So who knows what happens? It, it could happen. It could. It I could. seen it with my own eyes. We were in Longdale one night. They had the they had the guys out there in limiteds, and they got there, and the guys in the modifieds. Limiteds are ranking quicker lap times. Yeah. So that slick it can be done. That slick track can be be the great equalizer. I mean, if you can have all the power in the world, and, you know, if you can't put it to the ground, it, it ain't it ain't doing you much good. But like you said, you know, you can. Sometimes, you know, this Oklahoma heat in the summertime, these tracks will take rubber and they'll go slick like that. You know, you're just kind of limping around the bottom, around the infield tractor tire. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the way it goes. But but if you got the ball, you can bang the cush. Oh, you can. You can definitely <laughs> get up there and bang the cush. Then you can go out there and win. So just a few of the things that uh, we're going to be doing uh, over the course of this season. Uh, the show is going to evolve as we go. Uh, we got some plans that uh, – we would like to a little further down the line, get into doing maybe some uh, video streams and got the green screen and everything that we're going to set up. Uh, we, we got, we got all the equipment. We just, you know, it's getting to be that time, you know, Steve's getting ready to get his racing program up and going. I've been racing all winter. So, you know, once we get the time to get in here and get this into a proper studio, we'll probably start doing some video stuff, but, uh, some of the things the ideas that we've bounced off each other so far is uh, we'll be doing weekly results from racetracks around here in Oklahoma. Uh, we'll be going from the big body cars and what Steve's doing to uh, some of the cart stuff that I'll be doing. I think uh, this year I'm uh, after the winter series wraps up down at Shawnee, I'm probably going to go out to uh, Minko and run 81 speedway. So, be able to talk a little bit about what's going on in the karting world and with the young stars that are coming up uh, through those ranks and what you guys are going to be seeing at your local uh, big car tracks in years to come. So we'll probably be talking some karting stuff, be talking uh, racetracks around here. I know Enid and Longdale are doing a thing this year. I have to read up on that and see exactly what that is. Uh, you know anything about that? Yeah, they're running uh, Enid that morning and – probably obviously that afternoon, then they're going to be running Longdale that at, that evening, which is, man, that's, that's, that's something a, else. <laughs> that's, that's some Iron Man racing right there. I mean. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I think Terry 
and Kip had tried to get something like that going. They were going to try to do that this past year. And I know Terry was so busy with everything that he's got going on. Uh, he didn't get to do Longdale last year, but Longdale coming back in 2023, uh, Terry Maddox and Terry Maddox promotion is going to come out there and turn the lights back on once again out in Longdale. So I know they're going to do that thing with uh, Enid. I guess they're going to do the two shows one day. And if you can win both shows, I think there was a bonus. Or I, I'm going to have to look at it. I don't remember. So don't hold me to that. Yeah, this is a bonus for me if you can make two two shows in one day. I, don't, <laughs> I barely can keep the car together for one night. <laughs> right. But it, it's definitely a great idea. I, I, I'm going to love to see how, how that goes. Uh, I can't remember of two racetracks uh, working together like that and putting on shows in the same day. So it, it, it's, it's going to be hectic. It's going to take some commitment from uh, everybody involved, from uh, the track crew to the promoters to the drivers. You know, it's it's – it's going to be interesting. I'm, 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 I'm really wanting to see how this plays out. I, I really like to see it play out, but you know, it'd be kind of cool if other tracks get involved and they could make it a whole weekend thing and mm -hmm. be like our little hell tour of uh, Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah, it'd be great. You do a Meeker on a Friday night, maybe Enid or Longdale on a Saturday and Sunday. I mean, that'd, that'd be great. But uh, you know, and that's the good thing about if they uh, with the limiteds now, the USRA rules, you can actually have a quick changer in, and that would be probably. A good idea to have. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it opens up uh, a lot more avenues for those guys. So, uh, you know, you go to a, like a small track like Meeker where, you know, you're going to definitely need to change gear when you go somewhere like Enid or Longdale because, I mean, you know, you play with those rules. They'll help you out a little bit. So, like, I, I agree. It's a, that's a good thing. It could turn out to be a great thing. And another thing, you know, we want to bring up the deal with uh, Max Ramsey's doing the red line. Yes, yes. That is badass. That's cool. I saw that I mean, because uh, you can have a hell of a good lap time, but have a worse night. Mm -hmm. But at least you're bringing home some money. Right. You know, and like Max said, if, if a lot of people pitch in, hell, like a guy with the fastest, line, fastest lap of the night may bring home more than a feature winner. Right. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that's awesome to see. I, I had heard some some little snippets of things that he was putting out over the last few months about this. And, uh, you know, just, uh, what was it yesterday or day before he finally went live and laid it all out. And I think collectively everybody's, you know, jaws were kind of on the floor is like, wow. I mean, a photographer that comes out and does this, you know, that, that speaks volumes for, uh, what he's wanting to do in the sport. And I commend it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I told him while he's on a live show, because I tell you what you're doing, what I said, one of these nights, I'll match you 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping since I've started that, open up, you know, open up a barrier right there. Like, hey, see, you already did the uh, match for 50 bucks. I ought to do it too. Yeah. You know, and yeah, maybe you can, like I said, you can have a hell of a night. And well, I mean, even if you win a feature and win the lap, hot, fast yeah. lifetime, that's yeah. a good payout night. It is. That's what, uh, <clears throat> We did uh, down here at the manufacturer's throwdown a couple weeks ago with uh, it's Shawnee with uh, what they did. They paid uh, 5000 to win the race, and they had lap sponsors come on. And if you led every lap, you got that money. And, well, I'll tell you what, Tanner Holmes come down out of Oregon and got the job done over three nights, man. Started up front, led every lap, and walked out of, you know, Shawnee with 7500 bucks. Said that was the uh, hands down the most money he's ever won in a wing cart. And uh, it was 
there, there's money to be made. So yeah, like you said, it only takes one person to get everybody else to say, well, hell, I'll, I'll jump in and do that. And before you know it, you could have, you know, two, three thousand dollars worth of extra money there. It's going to make somebody's night. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm really looking forward to this year. Just a lot of new things happening, tracks opening back up and who knows and one uh, good thing I'm really happy of, we had no track closures in the state of Oklahoma that I'm aware of in between 2022 and 2023. Not only we didn't have track closures, but we had track reopening. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So uh, don't forget back. Arrowhead's coming back. Yes, it's coming and back And that's well. a cool track. Actually, I went out there years ago. My dad went and raced dwarf cars. And uh, when the dwarf cars were back then, I don't know if you remember dwarf cars back then, but you're actually supposed to put a cartoon on your car. Oh, really? And that was kind of cool. It's actually, I have a a magazine or a rule book that should tell you what kind of cartoon you put on a car, but right. It's pretty cool stuff, man. Um, I'm glad to see, see it come out. All right, folks. Well, uh, we're going to sign off here. Just going to give everybody kind of a general overview and hang out a little bit, uh, let you know what we got going on, what's been going on, what we got uh, coming up for 2023. going to be talking a lot of cart racing, a lot of local big car racing. So it's going to be good to, have the show back and have uh, some in direct insight into what's going on. And uh, looking forward to 2023. It's going to be a good season. Good to be back in the chair with you, Steve. And uh, looking forward to being back here every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, right on, man. All right, folks. I think that's going to wrap it up for this little pilot episode. Again, just wanting to give you a little bit of an overview of what we got coming. Everybody be safe. Have a good 2023 racing season. And, uh, We'll see you next Sunday. And remember, you need to get up there off the bottom, get those elbows up, and bang the cushion.